0: All right, welcome to Electric Skatecast. This is the season two finale. Uh, so we're work. 20 episodes in. Man, Never thought we would be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so awesome. But this week we have an absolute legend of a guest. Um, some, and if not all of you, should know who he is, um, but he takes risks and he reaps rewards. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Jay Boston is joining us this week.
1: Hey boys, good to good to speak with you. Good to be here for the hour. Good yeah, morning, absolutely.
2: Jay. Thanks for being on the show.
1: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, twenty episodes in—that's um—that's no mean feat. Uh, it takes a lot to put this together. There's a lot of back and forward with guests and stuff before it even happens. So, been through it all, and I know the uh, the pain and the uh, the pleasure that goes into it. So, well done.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's been a uh... Well, I don't know what the phrase is, but it's a a burden of pleasure, basically. Yeah, um, I like that. we we just have a good time with it, and it's it's really just about getting to know people from the community, how they interact with their community, um, and get to know more about those uh, personalities and people that are out there. So, um, we're super excited to have you. Um, and as always, I am your host Jay GR, and my co-host is Official Terminal X.
2: Good evening, at least in our
0: time zone anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For uh, Jay, it's it's early, or not early morning, but morning. Um, but yeah, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Jay, how did you get into e-skate and PEV? Because you you have a background that's pretty diverse um, between a lot of different things. So how did you actually get into e-skate?
1: Yeah, so um I, like everybody else, when Casey Neistat was around and making daily vlogs, I was watching him and um, noticed that he had that boosted board. And thought that's an amazing way to get around the city. Uh, I could see myself going to meetings. Uh, I could see it being more than just a commuter board, which is what Casey was doing. It's more of a lifestyle, uh, more of a a way in which to embrace a community of like-minded people. Uh, So I looked online at how much a boosted board was to get from uh, California down to Melbourne here in Australia and it ended up it was going to cost about three and a half thousand australian dollars which i think is about about three grand uh us now at the moment it's yeah quite, quite it's expensive. actually probably a little bit more yeah yeah the dollar's actually doing pretty good now uh the aussie dollar with the us but um i was like oh man what am i going to do so i did some research and stumbled across evolved skateboards back then they uh they weren't obviously as massive as what they are now but they had a that you know based in the gold coast which is only a two-hour flight from here um and they've been around for five years they seem to have some good support uh found a uh gen 2 bamboo on ebay for i think it was like 700 bucks i was like all right let's do this so bought it was shipped down uh from i think sydney uh two days later got on it funnily enough didn't like it i thought man how am i going to ride this it's just um (laughs) it's way too hard. This is like, how am I meant to balance? And so I'm like, no, I'm going to give this a shot. I've just spent 700 bucks on this thing. And, uh, so I started writing it and started carving and I was like, wow, this is, this is actually pretty cool. And, um, had a decent amount of, um, power in that back then. And I started getting the hang of it and I thought, well, why don't I get a camera out? Why don't I start filming this and, and, uh, try and get other people, uh, off the couch and onto boards and doing something a bit different. And, um, started filming it i did a review of the gen 2 and then evolve you know found out about it and back then it was a different matty than what works at evolve now it's funny yeah, yeah the last last two marketing guys from evolve have both been matt um so <laughs> i um yeah i got in touch with them and they gave us some wheels to give away and do on the channel and you know they were, they were quite enthusiastic about it all and then, um, yeah, it grew from there, and and then obviously, yeah, there's the other Urbex side of it, which I've seen you want to talk about a bit later. But that's that's yeah. pretty much how I got into it, and um, I just knew this was like, wow, like this is this is what I want to do. I want to do uh, YouTube. I, I like like back then, the first videos, people really happy about and excited about, and you know, you're only getting like ten or twelve views when nobody knows you when you're fresh to youtube (laughs) Um, big facts i've been there (laughs) yeah just getting even a couple of responses you're like wow people are watching me they're interested in me this is weird like so um yeah it was it was encouraging and i kept going and that's where uh yeah it's uh that's where it started
2: man yeah and a journey you're at sixty thousand subscribers on youtube now and i can like i said i can definitely speak to that you know 10 to 12 views and you know some some random guy named dave from ohio you know says hey nice video make more and that just means the world to you as a beginning youtuber you know
1: it does <laughs> of watched it and you, you look at the watch time for instance and you know oh you yeah have done a video for like five minutes and the watch time's five minutes you're like wow these five people watch the whole thing right like, that's, exactly. that's amazing exactly. so, um, <laughs> yeah and, and they're like keep yeah like you like you said like yeah keep making more we love it and uh, and it's funny how sometimes the comments say we, like they are part of a community or something. And uh and like, okay, let's just keep making them. And uh, so I kept doing it. And then, um, yeah, over time, more brands started uh, recognizing what I was doing and wanted me to demo boards or, uh, you know, review their boards. And, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what batteries and BMSs and, and probably still, still don't know enough um, about that stuff. For me, it's more about the ride it's about how it feels it's about how how um how fast it goes or how easy it is to to carve and things like that so there's other youtubers out there that go into more detail about um the specifics of a board um whereas mine's like yeah i just want to ride i just want to have fun and give that feedback yeah exactly like
0: a it's like a layman's review you know it's it's just about the board and nothing about like specs and battery size it's just it's just about having a good time and if the board feels good exactly Exactly.
1: I found that a lot of my viewers are those people, it's those beginners, or they're they're interested in getting getting not only into the community, but just they want, like back when I first started, there was hardly any videos on electric skateboards. Um, And I just want to, I still want to just talk to those that are thinking about it or are thinking of upgrading to another board. Um, And most people, once you get on a board, you know, minus all the specifics and the range and everything, it's yours, it's your feet, it's your weight, it's your style. It's up to you how you want to ride it. Um, don't let anybody tell you oh you you should be carving more. Or if you know some people like to just ride in a straight line, there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's everyone's different, and um, I really appreciate I really value that. I think a lot of people say this is how you should ride, or this is how loose you should have your trucks, or this is how uh, you know you shouldn't be using a lingy or whatever it is. Right? I'm just like don't worry about that stuff. Like everyone's different. Go out, try the boards, find one you like, and ride it and enjoy it. So um, yeah, that's what I my reviews are mostly about. Exactly.
2: Yep. That, uh, that's perfect. You, you're preaching to the choir here because I'm super passionate about that, and I feel like an idiot sometimes talking to DIY guys. I'll be honest. Um, but Same. for me, the end result is the the user experience, right? You know, the the knowledge of how that BMS works. I, I would argue is important. But at the end of the day, like I'm not hopping on the board to you know experience the BMS. I'm I'm hopping on the board to experience the entire the entire product and the whole uh the whole vibe, the whole the whole experience of of riding that 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 product. Um so yeah super important for me. Um now I I, like you said you started you know um with that evolve board and just looking at your YouTube channel like you you I'm kind of jealous actually of all the boards that you have at your disposal and of course I know how like reviewing goes. Some you Mm. keep some you don't. What Mm. boards
1: are you riding currently? So over the years, I have, oh, right. In my possession right now, I've got about fifty electric skateboards. Um, not one of them. Did, the you, did thing, you say
2: fifty? Five zero. Five zero. 50, yeah.
1: yeah. Five zero. Yeah. And um, you don't have
0: enough. You need more. No, <laughs> well,
1: it's funny. Like it started as like a spare bedroom kind of thing, right? I had my laptop, Final Cut Pro, uh, had a camera, which was a Canon 60D back then. Most people would, you know, give me feedback. Oh, it's too shaky. So you go and get a, a stabilizer or a tripod or something. So I, that's all I had back then. And I have two or three skateboards lying on the, on the, um, floor. So now I've had to take over the entire garage. Um, I've got them up on clothes racks, you know, like your, um, oh, yeah. stand free. Yep. And each I've got yep. about two of those, they've got about 10 on each, um, 10 skateboards, uh, and then I've got them behind things. I've, I've made a new rack for the mountain boards um it's wow it's crazy and then you've got all the clothing you've got the accessories um so i've had to really organize those things into like little ikea white um boxes you can get and yeah. each one of those has got like a little bit of sticky tape with the name of the board and the type of board it is uh inside it's got the battery um sorry it's got the charger it's got the t-tools it's got whatever it came with out of the box so at least i can always refer back to that i can charge a board if i need to it's really simple just yeah. to Go in, grab it, charge it off, you go. So um, yeah, it's it's really handy. But for the for the rides that I the rides that I use at the moment, they're all different. Like right now, the Metro Board X is the one that I um, ride to work every day. Um, and my ride is about five k's here, five k's back. Um, I find it's an all rounded good board. I like the um, low profile wheels. Um, the battery could probably do with a bit more range, but. I, l- I like the feel. I like the style. It's got the lights. It's got a really cool, unique look. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm really happy yeah. with that it's, one. And it's then, a
0: really well-polished board.
1: Oh, man. Like, um, you know, Ilan or, or I always get his name wrong. Yeah, he's built something amazing and I, it's just unfortunate he doesn't have like a marketing budget similar to something like Evolve because for the way I see it, that that board's probably in between like an Evolve GTR and a La um it's got the nice thick um deck and it you you feel planted in that and you feel low to the ground even though it's got your your at wheels on it it feels good it's it's responsive and it's kind of like a boosted on steroids a bit too just the way the remote works um so yeah that's the daily and then if i want a bit of fun if i've got like a A couple of k's to go to uh, a different office that we have, or to a meeting. I'll grab the one wheel, one wheel pint. It's a really good conversation starter with a client that hasn't met you before. (laughs) You know, you roll up on one wheel and like they think you're a circus trick, or you know, it's um, yeah, it's a bit of fun there, and
0: yeah, you break your
1: yeah. And then if I really want to go nuts and um, and you know, just if I had a bad day or if I just want to got way too much energy and I need to get rid of it, get out on the tramper with the spur gears and. Rip up the countryside or go through a local park and scare all the old ladies walking along the track. And that's there you go. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. So you, <laughs> you know, you put in, you get in your dark clothes, you might use your lazy rolling jacket, and then you put your full face, um, Rurik helmet on and nobody yeah, knows you who go. you are. And you put your, bloops, <laughs> you know, your little AirPod Pros in while well, in your helmet, you put on your rock and roll music and off you go. And there man, it go. feels good. Yeah.
2: It's a vibe. That's it awesome. It is the
1: vibe. It is the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: the really uh, big risk that you take. There is is scaring the old people because once you do that, you can't come back from that.
1: No, that's right. But you're so fast, yeah. they can't even yell at you. So it's, um, yeah. you know, and they might report you to the park ranger, but there's not much he's going to do. He's like, well, he's just using the park the same as you are, and yeah. he's not causing much of a fuss. So um, yeah, never and On been, top of that, I mean, he I can't catch really. you. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they <laughs> can try, but it's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: So. So tell us, uh, obviously the, the take risk, reap reward slogan has been around for a while. Where mm. did that stem from? And, and what is, what is kind of the idea behind it?
1: So, um, yeah, that started a couple of years back. Um, I remember when I came up with it, I was just, uh, I just finished a big ride and, you know, I've got this going faster than I thought I should, uh, wasn't wearing padding at the time. Um. You know, there was there was a lot of risk taking, and and also holding a camera while you're trying to sh- shoot a video going fifty k's an hour on a really uneven track—that's risky. And um, yeah, and for me, like the re- the reward is I get to provide you know provide my experience and share it with people who are interested in it. Not everyone is, and that's absolutely fine. But um, find that uh, you know doing those things and taking it to limits is is. Um, Newsworthy. It's people like to watch that stuff, and and even taking the risk to go to you know Nottingham where Tramper are, and um, going as fast as I could with eamon from Tramper. You know he does all kinds of crazy things, and he crashed into me once and almost you know destroyed my rib cage. And you know, it's but it's it, it's those sto- it's the things that um, I've experienced that I can talk to you about, and you know it's those risks I talk, and even going to America, I had no idea, I had no one I knew when I went there. Uh, caught up with Tom Pagoo or Pagat or whatever his surname is um and he yeah. let us borrow a boosted board for a week and I went on group rides and you know that, yeah. after that week I knew 50 people super friendly caught up with the booster guys when they were around and and just if if you if you just sit at home and watch TV and Netflix and all that all the time you're not really going to experience anything and I'm like no nah, I don't want to do this anymore um, I need to get out I need to do things and with what I've been doing on YouTube and and you know, taking those risks and saying yes to a lot of people, um, and going on group rides and trying to film it, even though some people, you know, there's a one or two percent of people that don't like you uh, showing their face on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, uh, you, you learn, right? And those
2: people, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's fair. Like some people might not have, you know, might, might want to be a little bit more private, and that's cool. And so it's just about coming up and saying, "Hey, mate, I understand you're recording. I get it. Um, can you just like blur out my face if you're going to be." uh i'm like yeah no problem that's cool but
2: yeah don't
1: don't expect it too so yeah it's all this risk taking it happens all the time i think most people are happy to go about their day-to-day lives they go to work they eat their dinner they look after their kids they put them to bed they watch a bit a movie they watch a movie or something and they go to sleep same thing every day and i was like no i want to break that that was me you know try and fit more in and, and try new things and and yeah it seems to have worked out so far too
0: yeah, that's that's a much more wholesome response than I was expecting. Um, it's, <laughs> it's great, to, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just it's great to hear it that it's really about like just saying yes to the little things that might take you outside your comfort zone or put you in that position where you can actually learn something or gain some knowledge from an experience. Right. It's less about um, you know taking a risk that's going to get you in trouble. It's more about mm. taking a risk that's going to give you a good experience and maybe push your boundaries a little bit, but nothing that's going to actually put you in danger. Exactly. And I think that's, that's a better slogan than many other people use. And I, I think it's, like I said, much more wholesome than I was expecting.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say, and look at like what's come of that mantra in your life. I mean, all the opportunities, the adventures, and the people that you've met along the way I mean that's stuff you'll cherish forever long after we're done riding electric skateboards um oh and man, that- like,
1: i could I could tell you so many stories just because of risk taking and it's not um you know risks like you said that could cause harm or death or injury to somebody else. it's none of that stuff right. it's it's a, a personal um risk to Push yourself harder, um, right? And yeah, exactly. Look, I've made mistakes, and you know, when you take risks, you know, not every risk is going to work out the way that you thought. And a lot of my uh, mistakes have been in the public eye, and or not the public eye, more in the skateboard community eye as well. And you know, you get slammed for those kind of things, but hopefully, people see the good that you do versus the bad that you do, and they they understand that people make mistakes. Um, yeah. And you know, there's been. Probably one every year that I've made a mistake on, but you think about I've got like nine hundred videos out at the moment, and maybe three of them I've made a mistake on um so
2: I, pretty I, good I don't, yeah, I don't mind <laughs> the odds,
1: but you know still it hurts, you know, and that's the thing like yeah, you know a lot of what makes makes you sad or upset or frustrated by yourself is that one or two percent, whereas you've just got to go well ninety seven percent of what I do people like or they appreciate right. it or I like doing, or I get a benefit out of, so um you know, yeah, that, that's where I see that. Yeah,
2: that that's, yeah, that's a great life lesson there. And I mean, I think about that personally, I cover my face in every YouTube video and Instagram posts, because like, and there's, there's like sort of a fun mystique to it. But at the end of the day, if I was to do something, you know, horrible, that goes viral in whatever community, at the end of the day, I could just take the helmet off and like, you know, my, my reputation or whatever is, is, is somewhat secure. Um, but I like how your take risks and reaps rewards, has that wholesome aspect to it, like Joe was saying, where you're developing yourself uh, as a person. And yeah, you make a mistake or two along the way. Um, and of course, we're not trying to cause harm to other people. Um, but by developing yourself, um, and having those opportunities, and those relationships, you know, hopefully, the end result is not only are you improving your legacy, but you're improving the the community that you're participating in.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, and that's, that's where at the moment, um, I'm not sure how much of a Uh, green zone it is in terms of legislation with electric skateboards uh, and riding them on roads and footpaths in your areas. But we're we're in a gray zone at the moment Um, Uh here in Australia. So for instance, in in Queensland, which is the top right-hand side of Australia, uh, they're legal. You can go up to 25Ks legally um, and the skateboards have to have a limiter on them, which is why Evolve, we've put a limiter on their their remote. Um, If you're found going over that, you can get fined where I am in uh, Melbourne, which is the bottom right-hand side of, um, of Australia, um, mm-hmm. they're considered illegal. And if you, if a police officer approached you and knew the law, he could fine you $750 for driving a non-registered motor vehicle. Uh, and because it's not insured, you can I think it's another $1,000, so it can be quite expensive if you, oh, wow. if you mix with the wrong police uh, officer. And t- again, it's like a one or 2% chance that that's gonna happen to you. For instance, I ride every day, And I have for what six years now, never been pulled over. Uh, I've been approached by police just because they want to know what it is and where do I where do I buy one because they think it looks cool. (laughs) And in our group, we've got about three or four police officers that ride all the time, um, and they don't see the harm. I think it's like when when you're a bit of a when you when you're not having your common sense about you not being respectful, like you you're going screaming past people or you're all over the roads. That's obviously when the police are going to pull you over um yeah so yeah i think just a bit of common sense helps out
2: yeah we're very lucky that here in michigan uh we actually uh have legalized electric skateboarding up to i want to say it's 40 kilometers an hour that's good yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. which is very we can ride on roads we can ride bike paths we we
0: basically have the same uh legal restrictions as like a bicycle or a bicyclist
2: Yep. yep Yeah. And that's an amazing story, how that happened. Uh, It's actually kind of a similar take risks to reap rewards. I would love to talk about that story on the podcast, get that guy on here someday. But basically he, uh, he uh, basically used his boards as a business and the competition didn't like what he was doing. So they reported it to the police and the police knew it was a gray area, but started ticketing them and and making Uh. them get all these legalistic rules, you know, put a mirror on your boosted board type of stuff. And uh, he kept doing it. And the day came and he actually went to jail for a day. Like They came and booked him and his wife. Yep, they own a um, a surfboard company uh, slash skateboard company on a little small coastal town in Michigan. And they were using boosted boards to pull uh, paddle boards down to the lake. And yeah, they, sure enough, they they took him to jail for the day. And uh, we, they, we took it all the way to our state, um, our state legislation. And, the the legislatures, the Congress people actually laughed. They thought that this was kind of a a big publicity stunt and they said, no, he was actually arrested for it. So they quickly threw in like, yeah, electric skateboards, you know, here's, here's your, here's, here's the rules you were asking for. This is honestly ridiculous. Um, so yeah, as a result of this guy, um, the super cool small town business owner, you know, kind of taking those risks. Like as a result, I can legally ride in Michigan now without, Mm -hmm. you know, having to worry about anything. So we're very fortunate to have that. Yeah, exactly. and
1: story and what he was doing was bad to start, but it ended up being a good thing for the community, which is amazing. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so, super fortunate.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh,
1: yeah. Totally. We're very lucky. I think we're only one of two states
2: that are legal, unless something new came around.
1: I mean, I see all the guys in New York that, you know, they have a group rides of 100 plus people and they take over. Uh, roads. And man, I've been a part of that. I was out on a ride with them a couple of years back. There was a hundred or so of us going down the Western, West, West highway. I can't remember what they call it. Yeah. Um, and oh, just the lights everywhere. And some people had truck horns strapped to their skateboards yes. and all kinds of, nor- yeah. Yeah. That's yep. you know, <laughs> it's, it's wild, man. Yeah.
2: you got, you got to, okay. After COVID, you need to come back to New York and come to the New York electric festival. Uh, I was there a couple of oh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, we had a hundred over, I thought it was around 150 people um, at the last one, of course, before COVID. And yeah, I, I heard truck horns too, and I swear I was hearing things, but sure enough, I'm glad somebody else heard it because I thought yeah, I, was losing I heard my that. Wife. I was like,
1: what is going on here? And <laughs> I think I got it on um, video and put it up and stuff, but it was one of the best experiences. There was a lot of, like, it was a good mix of uh, guys and girls and everything mm-hmm. in between and... Yeah. Uh, just though again it's not who's got the best skateboard or who's got the biggest motors or who's got the longest range it's let's go for a ride let's exactly. enjoy it and, just and that's, math, that's what it really math comes in. down to at the end and like i could i could probably talk about eighteen six hundred fifty cells or 21 700 samsung cells or whatever it is right but that's just not what interests me what interests me is right. i like the the ride and you know i experience. get experience yeah, I get a lot of heat from people saying, "Oh, you don't know the board enough, or you don't know the specifics." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know that. You know, I'm not trying to pretend that I do. And I'm trying to, you know, as part of this new look, provide more information and provide more data. And that's where I've got this kind of sidekick, virtual assistant person that kind of does that for me now. Um, yeah, you might have seen the Metro Board X video. I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That's I was. I was. Who is
1: yeah. the voice behind Bluey? <laughs> yeah, it's it's completely <laughs> um it's completely uh, generated. That's not, not. Oh that really? Yep. Yeah. So I can wow. type into this um, software exactly what I want to say in what pitch and tone and what emotion and all that kind of stuff, and it generates it. And then I just yeah. download that wow. as a um, as an audio file.
0: Yeah, I had assumed that it was like some other uh, you know, e person in your community or, <laughs> or like Sam from State of E or something. And I was like, this, uh, yeah, Sam this James point James, sounds so yeah. familiar, but I don't. Yeah. I can't <laughs>
1: pinpoint it. No, so yeah, it's um I'll give you the the hot tip. So if it's called resemble. Um so if you just look up resemble.ai, I think it is, then yeah. anyone can go in and you can choose a uh nationality, agenda, uh, and set it all up. So I've got particular settings that I've created this voice on. And yes, um perfect. I'm gonna make yeah, yeah, it's, myself it's a, a Jarvis.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it. <laughs> so, so we've kind of talked about um, a little bit of escape We've talked about a little bit of uh, some of the uh, experiences that you had. But what is something that you wish people knew about Jay Boston that they don't know?
1: Um, I put quite a fair bit of me out there, um, and I think that's where I'm trying to go with the channel now is to to kind of reel that back in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, by putting this kind of military style towards it. I'm trying to show that, you know, there's a lot of abuse that any YouTuber or, or anyone in the social scene goes through. Um, and I'm, I'm just trying to show people that, you know, sticks and stones break your bones, but names will never hurt me, that kind of thing. Uh, that, you know, there, there's I could name two or three people that constantly, uh, you know, give you abuse online. Um, and they're open about it. They just don't like who you are and that's fine. You're never going to please everybody um so you have to develop this kind of thick skin and that's where i'm like all right well i'm I'm not going to worry that much about it i'm just going to do the videos i like to do now and you know read the read the comments but not read into the comments um that are kind of hurtful or uh, negative or anything as well so um you know the majority of comments that are on the latest video for instance are, are positive and they like the new style and i'm trying to be unique and a bit different and try and hold back a little bit on, you know, I've got a family, I've got kids, I've got uh, a full-time um, business that I run, and I've done that for whew, 19 years now. And that, that all that takes up a lot of time. And for me, like this this YouTube thing is a hobby, and it always has been, yeah. and it's not something that I get paid for. Yeah, I get to keep some of the boards or, you know, for instance, Ted was gracious enough from uh, Tramper to spot the flights um, to and from yeah. Nottingham and, and that kind of thing, but, you know, i don't earn commission um i don't seek it i don't ask for it there's no rate card or anything about how much it costs to do for me to do a review it's exactly and that's where i think like with a youtube channel a lot of people think that you make a ton of money you don't you don't at all like the monetization to be honest is it's about 300 bucks a month it's not much yeah and for that that money you put that into new like an sd card or a new lens exactly
0: yeah you reinvested into into the the youtube yeah exactly exactly
1: um and i'm not selling the boards like i've i've never sold an electric skateboard that was given to me to review um it doesn't sound like like it
0: i mean you got 50 of them so there's yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. i'm sure one day i will and you know some of the other youtubers are selling their boards and it's completely up to them what they do with the boards that's fine but for me um I don't want, like, that's one thing I think I want people to know is that you know, I'm not in it for money. And a lot of people think I'm making a fortune off it and, uh, and that. But no, it's a, it's a hobby. Um, yeah, I make the monetization. I'm not selling, I, I sell no kind of merchandise, um, none of that stuff. So I think people think that, you know, I'm in bed with a lot of brands and that I'm getting royalties and I'm not, not at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's that's the big thing, I think. And then there's a lot of other YouTubers that do uh put discount codes and stuff on this and i do too but i just don't i don't want to earn anything off it i don't even check it um i just want to make sure that i do a good video for a, for a brand and that it's a it's an honest review and uh sometimes like i won't even do a review of a skateboard uh because i don't want to hurt the business i don't want to put out something negative uh sometimes yeah. i think some brands just need a bit of a kick up the butt which i've done in the past And sometimes it backfires on you but yeah i just want it to be a positive community vibe there's so many people out there in social land that just like to have, you know, haul abuse on, on at anything they possibly could. And that's not what I want my contribution to be about. That's honorable. I think
0: that's really cool. I think it's great that you, at the end of the day, like even if the board is a bad board, you're still going to try and find the positives. But if the board is actually bad to the point where you don't feel comfortable, like putting your name behind it or giving it any positive feedback because it's not to that standard yet, I think it's good that you're willing to at least give that feedback to the company and maybe not publish it until they get, have a chance to fix it. Whereas exactly. a lot of people will just call them out and not give them a chance because some exactly. companies they're new, they don't know. Maybe you're one of the first people that they've given that board to, to try out. Um, right. So I think that that says a lot about you and your character.
1: Um, and I appreciate that. I mean, it's it also, yeah, uh, it please. just goes a long way. Yeah, oh, that's that's awesome. I mean to um to give you an example too, I'm currently out uh, um riding what's called a cocoa board. It's um it's one of those uh Chinese made uh OEM kind of uh electric skateboards. Yeah. And it's right. I thought it was going to actually be quite terrible. It's like four hundred US dollars shipped for free. And I'm like, wow, how good could this board be? It's yeah, like how can I do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So um I bet I've been riding it. It's got good power, it's got good carve, it's it doesn't speed bobble. Uh um, it looks kind of funky. The, the deck's got this weird kind of design on it, but um or the grip tape. But I was like, wow, this is actually quite impressive. And then I'm like, well, how, how, who is this targeted for? So I go onto their website, and they they specifically target beginners. They're not trying to be the fastest. Mm. They're not trying to be the the best or anything. Like that. They just see it as a, an entry into the Eastgate community or the, or as a as a commuter board. And I can see that. Yeah. That's why I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm actually happy to ride this. Um, and to promote it to those people because we we need to get more people on boards. We need to them to experience it, and if they can do it at a lower price, cool. Because over the over the years, like if I was on my Gen Two and if I was still on it, I probably I probably would be like, man, I just need more power, or I've my, I've developed my skills um, and I can go further. I can go faster. I can do what I want now. So that's where I think the evolution of most people is. If they're reluctant to go on a board, they'll buy one at entry level. Then they'll get to a point where they're like, "Okay, I've I've out uh, outskilled this board. I need right. more range or more more power, or I want a longer deck." Or, you know, you, you start to develop what you your taste in a in a board. Yeah, right? where I think you either go onto YouTube or Facebook or Reddit or Reddit's terrible. I wouldn't go on there for anything. But um, oh you go, oh, you oh, <laughs> oh man oh! <laughs> oh, sure. oh Reddit. Oh, it's okay um, but i um and then like for instance like I've, I've started to upgrade so i went from a gen two to a gtr uh, still with evolve and then i've gone to um you know baja that gave us one of the uh, G4, oh, yeah. g4s um love that i've still got that and that's more of like a family thing where we take the kids on a little kitty cart on the back of it and we cruise through the, the parks and but it wasn't just that. That, that was an amazing board um, when that came out. And then I've, I've gone to Trampa and now Metro. And and that's where I think you, just like when you're buying a car, you get, you know, when you're 17 or 18 in America or 16, I think maybe where you can drive, you're in your, yeah. you know your grandmother's car or a piece of shit basically. And then over time you're like, yeah, this is the kind of car I like and this kind of style and I'm going to save up and I'm going to buy that. And then you aggro that a little bit. And so I think the same with an electric skateboard, um you start to develop a taste you start to understand what you like to do i mean you look at jeff from evolve he doesn't like to go fast he likes to carve and opportunity where he will do that so i'm like yeah cool i understand your style nothing wrong with it and then you've got some guys that i see at group rides they go as stiff as a board um their legs basically uh you know stiff as an ironing board and then um straight straight the whole way and i'm like that's me (laughs) <laughs> right up to the front, then then they oh, yeah. go to the back, and then go right up to
0: the front, and then right
1: to the back. Yeah. Big and bit. they're happy, and they're just cruisy, but they just like to go straight, and that's cool too. And then you get some guy that just loves to carve and goes right around him, and yeah. you know, oh, each yeah. to their own. And that's why I love group rides um because everyone's got a different style. No one's right, no one's wrong. Just you know enjoy the fact that everybody's there and we've got some guys as well that like to drink on on rides like they've got cans of jack daniels in their pockets and they just drink as they go and they're just loving it and (laughs) it's just everyone's different what are you doing yeah yeah Yeah, that uh yeah that's definitely
2: man wow that's a that's a controversial topic but i definitely know people that do that uh
1: larger city group rides where like every charging spot is like a bar um, pretty much i mean we do that here too out most of the time our final uh destination is a bar and then some people and this is what we recommend is that you just you know will you you board home you don't ride it or you get in an uber or something but right uh yeah you just don't want to hit anyone and have that you yeah. know lingering over you at all yeah, yeah. that makes well, sense i think
0: i think you touched on a good point though there's so many people out there that will buy a board that was recommended to them maybe it's an evolve or a boosted or something but they've never ridden a board before and it's like all right i don't know if that's the best board to start on for one it's it's a high price point so if you don't like it now you're out a lot of money two those boards i would argue have pretty high skill level um and there's boards that are definitely higher skill level than that when you get into your metro board x your lacroix your cali's bio board thing like that those boards are obviously like near the top of the level but why wouldn't you have a decent board like you mentioned the coco board it's a good price point it's a good starter board as long as it's a quality product there's no issue with starting on a good board that's less expensive maybe it doesn't go as fast maybe isn't as flexy or whatever but having that starting point is okay and i think your comparison to uh getting that that first car you know it's it's definitely not the car you wanted uh but over time, you're going to work your way up to the car you do want and the car that you dream of. And I think that's that's a very, very good comparison.
1: I think, um, yeah, it's everyone's different. And it depends on how much money you make. It depends on your relationship status. Like sometimes it's so hard to convince the wife or the girlfriend that you're about to spend five grand on an electric skateboard. They're like, what the hell are you doing? And you, and, you know, yeah. you know there's, there's some valid points out there, you know, it's more eco-friendly, it only costs 20 cents to charge a skateboard versus if I uh, rode, like drove in my car into the city, it's got tolls, it's got petrol, it's got insurance, it's got all this other stuff. And, oh, well, that's how I convinced the wife anyway about buying boards. But that's that's where... Um, Those are good I, points. <laughs> yeah, that's where, no. you, know, you've, you know, you've got to present your case to your partner and hopefully they say yes and... um. And and everyone's having a good time, but it's that's where I, that's where I can see um, more and more people like some of some of the videos uh, that are out about group rides, or even just people that love to ride on their own. There's a whole bunch of those people uh, that just love to maybe be a part of the community online, but then they just use that um, knowledge and go out and buy the right board. Um, mm-hmm. But but just jumping back, some it's like some of my friends that are in the the Melbourne group, um, they you know earn an absolute fortune um per year and th- when they first came into it they're like i don't want to buy i don't want to start at the bottom i want to start at the top and they were right. like, one of them went out and bought a bio board seven thousand dollars to get here to um, to melbourne oh. um, which is expensive yeah and this guy <laughs> yeah. you, you, i won't mention his name but he was a channel one of our tv oh you probably know the australian cricket like uh, um yeah he, he was one of the camera guys for cricket and he would travel around the world um, for wow. this channel. Um, and he was one of, you know, he, he'd shoot the the, the the TV show and all that stuff. And he was making yeah. an absolute fortune. And, and he's like, no, uh, tell me what's the best board I can buy. And I'm like, buy boards is the fastest. It's crazy. This is about a year ago. He went out and bought it. Yeah. He wrote it. For I maybe, hey. five. Yeah. He wrote he it five times and then sold it to one of the other guys here for the same price. Cause it just wasn't for him, but he, he's like, if I want to try this, I'm going to give it a hundred percent. I'm going to put it, put myself in the past. He'd never ridden a skateboard before. And that's maybe where he, wow. went. you wow. know, yeah. he didn't start at the, at the bottom, maybe didn't, um, you know, define his skills and, and work on it. He just wanted to right. be fast like everyone else. And sometimes like that's where group rides can be very daunting for, for beginners. Uh, they come on and they've been riding a little, a little bit. And now, Maybe they think that they're on show, and if they're not fast enough, they're going to fall behind, and there's no drama with that. But what I love about the um, the New York guys is that they have captains on on group rides, from memory, mm-hmm. and, and those captains kind of look after. One's at the front, one's at the back, one's in the middle, and if if you're going through, like, busy traffic, they'll actually stop the traffic. They'll yep, stop yeah. at uh, intersections and just let everybody through to keep as safe as possible, and that's where I think – beginners uh, really need to get into the scene, go to a go even just go to go to a group ride at the start where everyone's mingling and chatting. That happens for about an hour before the ride starts and talk boards and it's just uh, that that's probably half of the fun is just the community chatting around. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean you gotta do something to kill the time when you're charging. So you might as well hang out with some friends, uh, maybe have a drink or a bite of food and just have a good time. That's that's really what it's all about
1: hundred percent. Yep. Get some bubble tea. Uh, yeah, that's where we used to go in New York too, is they had this famous bubble tea place and we'd always end up there to charge oh, bills. Yeah.
2: yeah. They still, they up. still do their group rides, uh, starting and or ending there. They have a really good relationship with that local business.
1: It's really good. And their rides, like they do two or three a week during the, the summer. Um, well, they, they have away. to
2: for all the different people and all the different schedules. I mean, it is the city that never sleeps. So their community is so large now, um, and I know it's been a, a couple of years since you've been in New York, but I, we, I, I forgot who I was just talking to. I think, uh, I think it was Cuban from DC. Cuban, yeah. He said there's yeah. like
0: four or 500
2: people and they've wow. actually really started branching off. Uh, a lot of guys are getting into e-bikes and then EUCs and they're kind of joining, they're kind of creating their own, own miniature gangs of, 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 PEVs and then, Every so often, guys like Tom or Mario, which by the way, shout out to those guys—they're absolute saints. Mario, he's from
1: Australia, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He
2: he is awesome. How how those two level-headed, chill guys lead a group of uh, hooligans as crazy as the New York Riders is beyond me. They seriously like pillars, absolute like uh, smooth
1: and uh, level-headed guys. Uh, but yeah, amazing guys, and yeah, you're right. They are level headed. They they have this kind of foundation that they've created, a safety awareness, but also like a thrill awareness too. And you know, exactly. Mario putting the um, the website together with charge locations and yep. um, all yeah, yeah, their that
0: charge stuff. map is phenomenal.
1: Oh, it's insane, and now they've brought it out to the community and um mm-hmm. la eastgate as well they, they've got a huge scene that's forming with yep. here in melbourne we've got two scenes one of them is every wednesday night at eight o'clock they catch up and it's for the more experienced riders going you know 30 35ks minimum an hour um yeah. and then you've got electric skateboards melbourne which is around two and a half thousand people within the group on facebook and uh, um, I don't know if you saw, but um, on Sunday we had about 75, 80 people on on a group ride, which is probably a record for us here in in Melbourne. It's um, yeah. fantastic.
2: Yeah, that's, that's great. Out.
1: Yeah, so it is growing, and there was there was such a I couldn't make it because my wife had um, busted her ankle. Um, so annoyed, but you know it happens. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like from the videos I've seen, like everyone had a good time, no injuries, uh, no police presence, none of that stuff. It was. Um, it, that's what we that's it's just amazing perfect weather um you know riding along the beach and having a couple of drinks at the end of the day i mean that's a that's a good sunday
2: yeah, yeah for sure i love sunday rides man they're they're some of my favorite yeah they are some of the best for they, sure they have a specific vibe but um yeah. <laughs> yeah i some of my favorite memories are sunday rides whatever whatever we end up doing and so obviously your youtube channel highlights a lot of e-skate and it's pretty much obviously that's one of the reasons you're on this podcast and and so do we and when you're not reviewing or making e-skate content or or doing you know group rides what are you doing to pass the time and i kind of want to like hint strongly at some a huge other portion of your youtube uh series where you're doing these paranormal or urban exploring kind of mm. uh you know deserted places talk to me about about that because that's a, a really unique aspect of, of a channel in my opinion yeah no drama so yeah it's,
1: it's kind of like the yin and yang of the channel and i've had a lot of people say to me you should really split your channel into two one for skateboards one for um urban exploring that kind of thing and i'm like you know what i've thought about it i almost did it and i'm like no because this channel it's my name which means it's everything surrounding my name and i thought as well like you know, traditionally channels like TV channels, for instance, they've got a range of different shows on them. So I just think electric skateboard show and I've got the urban show. And then if I wanted to in the future, I might think about doing like I have like a live stream show. And so it's more like, and again, it's just going back. This is a hobby. It's not a business for me. It's just fun. And I've never wanted to get to a point where I've got deadlines or um responsibilities or things like that i'm you know being able to take two months off at the end of last year was amazing i got to spend some time with my family i got to think about the channel more and regroup and and all that but with the urban exploring stuff um that started about the same time as the as the electric skateboards i um started to realize that there was a lot of abandoned buildings in melbourne and i think i've clocked over 300 abandoned buildings in melbourne now that i've yeah. explored. Wow. Yeah, there's a shocking
0: from, high number of videos that you have yeah, of, of urban yeah, exploring. I,
1: would, I probably would have done 50-50. I'm not sure. i have to go back and have a look in terms of the, the ratio of between them. But um, some of them you get like this just crumbling old houses to huge paper mills or, you know, finding dead sharks. And that, that went nuts. Yeah, that, yeah, one. And, yeah, that um, was like
0: your big viral
1: yeah, that's, <laughs> like that's video about kind of, that. Yeah, that catapulted the channel from about twenty five thousand subscribers to fifty, I think it was, within a matter of weeks. And it's some like wow. you just you sometimes you just get lucky with that. Um and I find yeah. that with any channel. Like I've got a whole stack of YouTube buddies and stuff, because you go to, you know, YouTube summits or conferences and you meet up with people or it could be some of your subscribe, like for instance, the guy that I'd go exploring with quite a fair bit, he's new to the scene. He's got about 150 uh, subs on Instagram or followers and um, he's growing and I think one of his videos is about to go nuts where um, a a hotel, a five-star hotel in the city was recently um, abandoned because of COVID. Um, We normally have the Australian Grand Prix here in Melbourne and COVID hit just before that started and uh, the hotel had a huge amount of bookings that were sold out, ready to go covid hit everyone canceled their hotel accommodation uh and that's millions of dollars from hotels that they just could not um survive without so the yeah that's devastating to the economy and i'm sure this happened everywhere across the world and uh, but yeah so for here that place just got abandoned they put up some fencing there are some telltale signs that we we call ourselves the epics marines there's about 15 of us that we share locations and we let people know about certain places. And we explored that place months ago. Um, and it only recently has it come out that uh, about a year ago, um, an Asian woman committed suicide off the top of the building. Um, wow. And this is before it was abandoned. Um, right. and she hit the side of the multi-level car park. And I don't, yeah, this might go into an M rated or R rated one, but she's. That's in- right. We
0: can put the filter on there.
1: <laughs> cool. She split in two. So from her waist down, ended up on the lower level of the car park. And from her waist up, was on the rooftop. So oh when gosh. the poor cleaner came in the next morning, she saw half the body and then they found the other half of the body up on the roof. Um, oh wow! Goodness. So, yeah, she jumped, obviously, and, and that happened. And now because this place is abandoned um, and the videos are starting to come out, I haven't put mine out yet. Um, Vice picked it up last night some of the other channels have picked it up because they think that this person committed suicide whilst this building was abandoned. And, you know, some of the, oh. some of the um, publishers out there like Vice um, kind of like to, um, you know, not Embellish. let the truth get in the way. Um, so they've yeah. kind of connected both those stories and run a story that sounds quite unbelievable to get obviously more viewers. And that's right. very similar to what happened with The Shark with me that they kind of connected two stories, brought them together from different times and it went viral. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, wow. so that's where, like, in the next couple of days, you might be hearing about a, a Asian woman that committed suicide in an abandoned five star hotel in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, that's that's what will probably come out soon, and that's where his channel will probably go nuts. And you just, you can kind of sense it before it happens. Um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. The, you other... first see the, the tall tale signs. Yeah, yeah. So, um and look, I don't think there's any way that you can. um estimate or or just think that you can make a viral video it's it's really up to the viewers it's it's up to the community it's up to the publishers to to get on 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 board with it as well um and some people go nuts you know like the jake paul's and the conor mcgregor's and all that that have that kind of spiel going at the moment and everybody hears about it but um it's and then everyone tries to jump on board with that but they're too late because that that train's already left the the station you know um and then it just sounds like you're you're grabbing for, for viewership and so yeah, it's it's interesting, and that's where I think for me, um, without even trying to, you get like a viral hit maybe once a year, maybe once every two years, and it's unexpected and it's amazing what happens. God, it feels good. You can get that um, live count tracker up on your browser, and you can just watch your subscribers going watch up. And
0: fly. And yeah. Good.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know, you got to put yourself out there, and you just don't know what's going to go nuts. My first viral video was a abandoned mansion here in melbourne that i filmed so quickly because i thought i was going to get caught i went through it in about five minutes put it up raw as anything on youtube and i think it was like the second or third week it went it just went nuts it just went crazy i didn't expect it i didn't i hardly put any editing into it i didn't put in uh, any kind of uh color grading or anything and it just went crazy how the hell do i spend all this time on some videos that get right you know, minimal amounts of viewership, and then yeah. <laughs> spend nothing on one, and it goes crazy. So it's uh oh you can never get Yeah,
2: that's the beauty yeah. of YouTube. Now, yeah. I I have okay, so I have a, a sort of a, a off the cuff pitch to give you to kind of combine uh, your you know paranormal urban exploring with Eastgate. So, have you ever been to Ukraine?
1: No, I haven't been there yet. No.
2: Okay, so obviously Ukraine has a has a pretty big uh, market for you know exploring deserted areas known as Chernobyl and yeah, yeah, uh, they, they, do that. Yep. They, they do tours there. And I actually did a tour there like a few days before COVID shut down the world. I got back like wow. 48 hours and uh, it was amazing. And it was kind of eerie, but of course, full of fascinating history and there's all these legal aspects to get in. You have to, you know, sign all this stuff and, you know, give your passport, blah, blah, blah. But um, it would be an amazing video mm-hmm. series if we could get a pair of e-bikes or something tough like trampas with official tour guides wow that would be in amazing. in chernobyl and do like um the chernobyl exclusion zone which is about 30 kilometers i think total um it might be up to 60 kilometers now it's pretty large yeah imagine that um,
1: you have to wear face smart like you know uh, uh, good of, uh oxygen and stuff that you could put on it's crazy oh, I'm, Yeah, you, you could do it up completely and it would you, be amazing. You,
2: you could. They, they sell that stuff in the gift shop <laughs> and uh, the, tourist, the 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 tour guides, all they give you is a, a radiation detector to wear around your neck. And it's more to prove a point that how safe it is because at the yeah, end they they do this big reveal of how much radiation you've actually collected and it's the same as an eight-hour flight would give you. Um, so they keep things very safe in reality. And to deviate from the tour guides in any way automatically i believe they label you as a stalker um is what is the english translation and um they you are fair game for the military to do whatever they want to at that point they consider you like a rogue you know hooligan and you know open season so they were like very clear like if you if you leave the tour group to go pet like some rabid dog like we will not protect you so So we it would have to be extremely heavily regulated, but it would still be awesome to to rip around a pair of Onyx bikes um, with some tour guides and check out some of the amazing amazing buildings that were abandoned um, and some of the crazy stories behind it. Uh, It's very eerie, um, and and it took us all day to do the tour, so we could get plenty of content
1: uh, up there in Chernobyl. Amazing, yeah. You'd you'd want to really dress it up and wear you know full body suits and exactly exactly oh you'd have to be pretty damn good but yeah i've thought about mixing the channel um there are some abandoned buildings here which people have created uh, and built their own um you know skateboard ramps like concrete skateboard ramps inside and really just reutilized the space for something different and uh so yeah thought about it but there's you know exploring on a tramp is quite challenging because if you get a homeless guy coming up to you ready to jab you with a needle you can't really um, get out of your bindings very quickly, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. yeah. So, uh,
0: it's a it's a heavy board on top of that. So carrying it around inside, like a building, is also a yeah. Risk. And you, you that would to be
1: tough because if you get some homeless guy or even another explorer that comes in and just grabs it, there's that's always a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah, You're right. I think I think yeah, bringing the two together might be quite interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's there's all, very few homeless people that live in the Chernobyl exclusion zone now because again, the military patrol is so. So much. But there are, you know, uh, rabid dogs, of course, that still have like radiation in their skin. Um, There's uh, wild horses now. And there are some stalkers that are actually dedicated to uh, illegally re-preserving the Chernobyl site. So if a a sign falls down, they'll actually put it up. So you you do actually have these good Samaritans that hide out in the Chernobyl area, but it's still very illegal. And um, not at all healthy because the tour guides will take you along a route that keeps you safe. And then if there's a building that's dangerous, you'll you'll stand outside of it. So we could be on the e-bikes ripping around these buildings and they would point them out to you as you're filming and and narrating, you know, the story of Chernobyl. Um, but if you were to actually go into the basement, you would be nauseous in about 20 minutes, just as like yeah.
1: an for people doses. Yeah. Do you think they would allow filming and that kind of uh, – they wait for you to, to do what you need to do? Like is, is, is that part of with, the tour or you probably have to get some special uh, permission so we, or something?
2: Good question. We took as many pictures as we wanted and videos. We uh, – again, as long as we stayed with the tour guides and uh, the, the police, uh, kind of the military – the, they were really kind of like paramilitary. S-S-S- or whatever you want to call them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they didn't really follow us around. They just had a lot of checkpoints. So if we could give it a win-win for, you know, the channel, the audience, and then the tour company, as well as, you know, the, the yeah. local Chernobyl government uh, that's actually still there. If it was a win-win situation and we were respectful and, you know, not trying to create another HBO hit piece was what they would call <laughs> yeah. it. Um, yeah. it. As long as we didn't come in like that, you know, guns a blazing, man, it would be, it would be such an amazing experience. I'm a history. Yeah. Fan, so, and, and, I, and be having so been cool. there, it was, yeah, man, if we could get a pair of e bikes, uh, Ukraine low key has a, a pretty big P E V market that's growing. Um everybody in Kiev was rocking uh, electric unicycles.
1: So I'll tell you I mean, when the when the borders open up again and when flights are hopefully next year, um, you know, going out that way, let's do it. Let's organize it. I think I think yeah. it's
2: doable, man. Like I said, my oh, plan is for sure. four hundred bucks to Ukraine out of the United States. It's very yeah. cheap. No problem. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm okay. down. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for we'll it. See who else wants to come along too. And even like this this year we had plans with, you know, Lazy Rolling Tramper and a bunch of other ones that we were going to get um one of those buses or coaches from uh you know the west side of um America to the east, go through all throughout. We had um ideas that you travel at night, you know, you'd have the bunks and the coaches and all the skateboards and whatever underneath yeah. with all your luggage, and then you'd stop in, ride during the day, catch up with everybody in that area, like going through Chicago, et cetera, and and then um you know, back on the bus and keep going, it was going to take about two weeks. Um So yeah, hopefully we get a chance to do that next year as well and uh see who wants to come along. Because there, there was about 12 of us that were going to do it all all around the world, come in and just, you know, rip up the USA. would have been yeah. so damn cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we talked about doing something similar. Uh Our next season, we really want to do like a, a tour of the United States where we actually hit different cities, interview different people from those cities, ride with them, and then record the podcast, and then move on to the next one. So it would be like a two-week trip, but you would record the entire season over that two weeks.
1: So many possibilities and opportunities and fun to be yeah. had. It's uh, and that's it's all we know. Year. Who would have thought all this fun could happen on four wheels? You know, four little wheels with a with a with a motor on the back of them, basically. So Yeah, cool. yeah.
0: never would have guessed.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
0: so we've kind of we've kind of touched on a little bit of everything, um, and we kind of touched on how you give back to your Eastgate community by giving those uh, quality reviews that are unbiased and really just for like the everyday person, so that way they get to know more about the boards, more about the feel of the board, and less about the specs. But if there was anything that you could change about the current state of PEV or Eastgate, what would you do to improve
1: it, or what would you change? Hmm. Um... One of, that's one kind of, of a the, broad question. No, that's good. I'm mean, one of the one of the companies here called Twelve Board Store. They're based not too far from where I work. Uh, they allow demos, like you can go off for a ride for half an hour or something on one of the demo boards that they've got. And they've got Transites, they've got Evolve, uh, One Wheels, uh, X, Xways. They've got a whole bunch of stuff. And their yeah. biggest thing is that they want people, like we've spoken about, to to find out which board is suited to them because there will be a board for someone. There's so many of them out there now that you you shouldn't just buy an Evolve, for instance, or, or an X-Way or whatever it might be. You really need to experience yeah. it first. Um, oh, and of absolutely. course, of course your, st- your style might change over time. But what, I, what I'm what i finding is that there's so many online stores, people get their boards, they're not happy with it. There's a, there's a bad customer experience. Then these online stores spend an un, uh, just an amazing amount of time just communicating with these people. Um, and it's it's not efficient. It's actually, that's why a lot of online stores, it's like, it's why a lot of um, businesses in this in this scene go out of business because they spend all their time focused on, uh, you know, helping people understand how to ride, et cetera, when all they really should be doing is have a, if you could have a physical store um, or have pe- local riders that are more than happy to, you know, go down to a, a pier or something on a sunday and say if anyone wants to is considering buying this particular board come out and have a ride right. see see what yeah. you like because i think then um if you do decide to buy it online and you get it sent to you then you've got an expectation of what that board can do you know that it's going to be a style that you enjoy uh rather than getting on it and it's not what you want um
0: yeah i think too it's like, like a community mountain- demo event
1: yeah, exactly. And look, I've I've got plans this year to do that too. And I've got plans to open up an online store um, where I'm again I'm not making any money off it. It's just purely here's it's like a wizard, right? It's like a little um, step thing. So, what, what weight are you? Uh, what kind of style are you thinking you might um, want in a board? Uh, that kind of thing, um, and ask ten you know five questions or so that'll then say here's my recommendation on what board you should have for your first board. Um, or, for instance, I'm looking at upgrading. What kind of board do you have now? What would you like? Uh, and it would say to you, here's the board that you want um, or that we recommend, um, buy now. And what that would do is as soon as you buy it, you take the money off, um, you, you, you sell it to them, and then um, the website that I would build is more like a uh, referral, I guess you could have. So it forwards it to, for instance, Lazy Rolling or X-Way or Uh, evolve or whatever through their shopify website sends the funds to them sends the order to them they get the order it's all done through them um i'm not in control of any of the orders it's just here's a way in which without a physical store you can make an educated guess on what board's going to be suitable for them rather than rather than having you know a whole bunch of people online saying what it is that they should be buying this is just you know this is a guy that's been around for six years writing all types of boards uh, that's reviewed these boards with a recommendation and again you don't have to this is just again a, another way that you could get within the Eastgate community and hopefully have a high chance of finding a board that's going to work for them or work for you
2: yeah yeah there's a lot of i think that's really cool. clever yeah i like that concept especially with all the boards you have at your disposal i mean
1: yeah and the that's, re- that's one thing too the the like- resource
2: you can provide to the community is immense
1: It's huge. I mean, and even, you know, there's Scott Davies, um, who does YouTube reviews, he's um, based in Sydney, he's got a stack of boards, and he's selling some of them at the moment. But that's where I think he and I really should talk and say, all right, let's each of us have an individual demo day where you bring 10 of your boards down to a place that you know you can control. um, And you, you know, take a photo of the license of um, the guys that are doing the demo. So if they write off with it, you can find out where they are. They can go yeah. for a ride for five, ten minutes. They can try a different board if they want. They're like, oh yeah, that's the board for me, the X way. Or if they want a Transite or a Tramp or whatever it is, they can have a go um, and uh, and find out. And I think that's where like I'm, I I don't like having fifty boards. There's no way that I can ride all of them. I may as well utilize them and let people ride them and find out what's what's going to work for them. And I think Scotty's in a similar position where he's probably got 20, 25 boards too. Um, where yeah, rather than them sitting on a clothing clothing rack, they could be out helping people um, figure out what board's best for them.
0: Yeah, mm. I mean that makes a lot of sense because otherwise, like you said, they're just collecting dust or they're just art on the wall. Um, yeah. It's 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 a good way to give back and still be able to help people like continuously. Because yes, you could you could sell the boards for charity or something, but that's only a one time gift right like it only gives the charity once but if you're able to let people try the boards over and over and over hundreds of people get to try them that's that's a 100 impactful moments as opposed to one so i think that's smart to think outside the box
1: totally and it's not just about making sure that it gets fulfilled uh the you know the person who's interested in electric skateboards gets a board that's going to work for them it also helps the the people who we should be helping which is these Manufacturers of skateboards and the people who put in hundreds of hours of design and you know stupid amounts of hours in support. If we can fine tune for them um, what boards are suited for what people, it means they can be spending more time on innovation and be- better um, design of uh, the ESCs or whatever it is. Right, um, which yeah. expands and grows the community faster than what it is at the moment.
0: Yeah. And, and the other thing that's nice too, is you're, because you're redirecting or referring them directly to the company, then that gives them the opportunity to show their customer service off to that person. Um, It's, it's less about, you know, you selling the company. It's about the company selling themselves. So you're just, you're just opening the door and saying, this is what's inside the door. It's up to you if you want to, you know, go in and shop their wares. And it gives them that opportunity once the person's in the door to actually make that sale. So I, I think that's a good, it's a good formula and it limits uh, liability of you, but also gives the customer all the tools they need to make
1: the right choice. Absolutely. And that's where as well, the brands that would be on this site would have to be um, regulated, I guess, by myself, where they have to make sure that they can, they've can, they got stock available, that they sh- send it out within a couple of days, um, that they use high quality couriers, um, you know that they've got a good track ra- um, rating, and that kind of thing would be crucial. You know, there's a lot of board manufacturers out there that have promised that their boards would be delivered for years, and there's no way that I'll, I would recommend something like that because you just throw money in, in the in the gutter. Basically, it's just, yeah,
0: absolutely. So, I could think of
1: a few so, brands. You know, there's, there's a lot of high quality, respectful brands out there that I think could do really well, and if we can help them sell boards to their target customers better and that that customer has a much better experience. We're going to have more enthusiasm on, on the brands. We're going to have a better experience. We're going to have better riders. We're going to have a better community and hopefully get, um, you know, boards that are suited to particular styles of ride, which means we're going to have less accidents on the road. There's a whole bunch of things that I think this could. Yeah. Yeah. oh absolutely.
0: Yeah. I don't see any, I mean, I'm sure there are negatives, but there are very few negatives. (laughs) None that I can yeah, see I, right now. So, yeah, I, th- I think, you know,
1: one big negative is that this is one person's opinion, mine, you know, of right. which ones I recommend. And maybe over time that that can become uh, more like a Rotten Tomatoes, I guess. Like, you know, the movie mm. uh, website? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, like you, a collaboration uh, or yeah, a and critical everyone. review of all the boards.
1: Exactly. You might have Daniel Kwan and Scotty, um, you know, Scotty from Sydney and. Anyone else that is uh, well-known or reputable within the community that can also put their opinions through um, on it. And then you have like a individual reviewer. Like if, if you like the way Daniel Kwan, for instance, does his reviews and you, you trust him, then go to his particular review on this or his recommendation would be quite good. I think rather than an yeah. all, of, all of us being individual reviewers, we could come together and um, and create something that gives um, an honest Recommendation from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of you know behind the scenes at the moment, but that's something that I'd love to be able to do. And because of what I do full time, which is running a digital agency, um, yeah, these kind of things are are pretty straightforward. And in my office, you know, where I work, um, Spotify work in here. There's um, accredited Shopify partners that work in here. There's a whole bunch of yeah. really cool businesses that would love to be a part of this, and I've spoken to them about and um, yeah, it's just a matter of getting it done, yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean, you have all the tools, you have all the supply. You just need to build it, and exactly, you know, yeah, got the idea, exactly. and
1: it's really just comes down to time. And like you know, you running this particular um, podcast too, it's it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to put it together and to get the questions down and to schedule timing, and and then yeah, same thing goes for building a, a site and connecting it to other Shopify sites that are run by other brands and um yeah so it's it's coming it it might take some time but i think more and more people are becoming more and more active within the community and more people start to see pevs out on the road and they're like oh you know and then they think in their head actually i could get to work like that that'd be cool i can get up and i don't have to be stuck in my car or like a coffin and and i can (laughs) you know scoot to to work or skateboard or one wheel or whatever and have a really good morning before you sit down and churn out your daily life um you know split it up a bit yeah i love it
0: i love it i think it's a great i think it's a great idea i think you you got a home run with that and like you said if 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 you got the time you definitely should put it together because there's there's no shortage of people that want to know more about e and if you're able to provide them the tools and the means to to access e more affordably like or more you know educationally then it, it just makes sense totally and i think
1: um a lot of the reviews that we do at the moment, like, you know, I'm guilty of it and a bunch of others are, is that there, are, when you watch them or when you build them, there's an expectation that uh, what you talk about, you, uh, the viewer will know about. But if you're trying to attract a beginner, someone who has no idea what an ESC is or uh, what kind of right. trucks or bindings they should have or whatever it is, right? Um, you, you're talking, right? You're talking to the wrong people and they'll just tune out. Whereas I think I've, I've done a lot of research in the last couple of months while I wasn't Making videos, and I noticed, like for instance, Daniel Kwan made an escape video for beginners, and you have a look at the viewership; it's it's crazy. It's it's like 50,000 yeah. yeah. people have watched it so far, and that's I think where a lot of the brands are targeting existing skateboard owners. And one smart thing that I've seen with Evolve is that they keep pushing extremely hard on social media to those that don't have electric skateboards. There's a particular yep. market, there's a particular segment that you can run using Facebook, for instance, that says if uh like if, if they click through from facebook they go onto the website and they convert we can understand from facebook the persona of that person their hobbies their interests where they live what they do like all that kind of stuff right. you don't get access to that but what it means is that then facebook will start targeting personas like that you know people right. who don't have electric skateboard people who like maybe go into the movies that have got a good income that you know live in australia that like eating sushi it could be a that kind of persona right yeah and right yeah facebook will start targeting people like that and you'll have a much higher chance of converting because there is a certain pe- personality you'll notice on group rides um that are interested in skateboards they're interested in yeah. like getting one and, and trying it out you know most of the time they're in it or um they're in finance. engineering yeah. yeah exactly they're coders or something too and um exactly. and yeah that and there's and you know they might be quite um what's the word i'm looking for uh introverted you know initially but then exactly being being a skateboarder it brings out their their personality and you you can see them like when you go to a skateboard group ride and they're just standing there on their own with their skateboard you know they're holding on to it have no idea what to to do i'd love going up to them and saying oh yeah you and what do you do and what, what brings you here and yeah come over here meet this guy and you know he's he's in a similar field and bang they're a part of the community. They're happy. They mm. go for it. So um, I
2: can think. I can think of so many riders I've met, yeah. not just in our city, but all, all around the country that I've met that that match that description perfectly. And you're speaking 100 percent facts because when I worked with Raw Day and we did Facebook marketing campaigns, the how like specific we could target was scary. It I mean, we scary. We looked at certain income, how much money people made. Of course, we did certain parts of the United States at certain times of the year because, let's face it uh, most people aren't looking at electric skateboards when there's three feet of snow outside. And, uh, so that's an obvious one, but yeah, we would look at like careers, what interests people in, if people were looking at things like Tesla or electric uh, cars all the time. Oh yeah. We were definitely throwing ads at them left and right. Um, anything green energy, all
1: that stuff, uh, we definitely targeted with Facebook. So yeah, you, you hit the nail right on the head there. It's, it's just the way people do business these days. And, um, evolve has evolved and maybe they haven't evolved as fast as what people think they should with a with a brand called evolve in terms of skateboards but they definitely have in their marketing um and for me it's that with evolve like um i know i know they're not going to bring out more powerful motors I, well i don't think they will let's say it by that yeah i think what they've seen is that they are the beginner's board these days they're fast enough to get around fast enough to keep the mainstream happy And then you'll notice, like for me, a lot of people that have been on Evolve um, will start to look at either doing a DIY job to their board or they go to the next step. And when the way Evolve markets is with this Facebook strategy and, you know, they spend an, I'm sure they spend an absolute fortune on it, but you have a look at their Instagram account and you see the amount of pellets coming from overseas and they restocking like every time they get a whole um, container of boards brought over, they're already sold out. Because yeah, they've they're on the head with how to market, which I don't think a lot of other brands are doing. Like I know Meepo, they've started doing their Facebook marketing a couple of years ago. They had an American company doing their Western marketing on social media. That worked really well for them. They went really well. And then they thought that they could bring it internal.
0: And um, yeah, well, it's not, it's, good. it's definitely not as impactful.
1: No, I mean, you've started probably seeing that. Well, I haven't seen a Meepo ad in months, maybe even years now, a couple of years. and uh, I, I still maybe get it, it differently. <laughs> But they're, uh,
2: yeah, but yeah, so I'm not sure what's going on with the targeting.
1: Yeah, I mean, like there's all these little um, brick and mortar mortar stores, you know, physical stores that are now starting to get on with social media and even Evolve, for instance, if you want to be a stockist of Evolve, there are certain things that you need to uh, advertise on social media as part of your, um, as part of you being a stockist of Evolve skateboards. Um, so they're, they're extremely smart with their marketing. They've got some very, very intellectually motivated individuals working for them um, to a point where, like I'm sure Jeff is, um, he's, he's in the last couple of years, he's really taken his, like from my opinion, he's really taken his foot off managing and micromanaging that business. He's said, you manage marketing, you manage international sales, you manage uh, the day-to-day, you manage QA, do it. And I think when people get that responsibility, they do it extremely well if you've got the right people. Mm. And that's why I think Evolve yeah. is, is Evolve, like I think that's the biggest thing from what I've uh, thought about with Evolve lately. And I've had so many cool conversations with Jeff. I, I um, drove back from Brisbane to Surfers Paradise. He dropped us off as our backpackers when I was there a couple of months ago. He's such a cool guy, um, wow, and so down to earth. And the things he was saying, like I won't mention, I never will, because he's you know he's given me. um insight that I, I just know i wouldn't i won't share but right their direction is just it, their direction evolving that's what i think they're doing it's maybe they're yeah. not evolving as much as what the electric skateboard community think that they should but i know for a fact that they're evolving in a way that most people probably couldn't see and i think that's well, that's, that's good yeah
0: and what's yeah what's really great about that is they're they're making conscious decisions that will Keep them around because the worst thing that you can do as a company is try and move too quickly or move too slowly. You need to actually have people on the ground in those positions like you mentioned that are passionate about what they're doing to know exactly what the pulse of the community is so that way they can continue to be successful so that they can continue to be around to evolve and to move on and to adapt exactly you can't do that if you don't exist
1: no totally not and that's where i think like i am communicating like okay let's say in the last week i've probably communicated with matt from evolve twice transite i've um they called me up and said oh look there's a guy interested in our skateboards would you mind uh letting him go for a ride during your lunch break i'm like sure just getting to meet me down in my near my office yeah right right. did that um been in touch with coco boards been in touch with Metro Board. Um, and it's just it's not for any gain or benefit or any, it's just like for instance, Evolve, um, Maddie's like, Oh, you've got to GoPro Hero 9. Uh, what's it like? Uh do you love it? What kind of accessories do you use? Because they're thinking of yeah. using that rather than these huge um he's got one Rigs, of yeah. he uses. Um and yeah, gave him some advice and sometimes he gives me advice and we talk uh, you know, a whole a bunch a whole bunch of stuff. Cause I yeah, he sees the benefit from talking to me and i see the benefit from talking to them and you know maybe half of the information that they share um obviously i never go to air and i've that's one of the things that i've learned from yeah. <laughs> you know, taking the risk and putting information out there that i shouldn't um that you know, you, you've really got to be respectful to to people and uh, hold your breath sometimes and, and not put it out there just because you think it's going to go nuts you only put it out there if it's going to work for everybody and um you know getting more mature and more sensible about what you put out there. It's, um, well, it, it's a lot of it fun. It definitely
0: goes back. It goes back to that old, uh, adage of, you know, it's about who, you know, not what you know, not what you, because know. Yeah. you can you can know a ton of people and get all the information you want to be successful and you don't need to know anything. You could just, you could just take information and, and be a good person and, and respect people and and you'll find success because your respect towards people and them willing to, uh, reach out to you for information and you're willing to reach out to them and you could do it in a professional way where you're not harming anybody. So I think that that's, it just ties all that all together, you know?
1: It's, yeah, it's amazing. And I think, um, the reason why brands want to work with you is that you, they see that you respect the people that you, um, you do reviews for, or that you communicate with. And there's a, is a lot of conversation that happens behind the scenes. Uh, to establish those brands and like lazy rolling for instance i've been with them for a couple of years now just helping them they send us through their clothes i review them give them feedback on materials or if things rip or you know that kind of information is very valuable for them and yeah you get a free jacket out of them or something and uh and it works but yeah i mean they've said you know they might send me one jacket and they sell 50 because i put a uh a review out or something but um right like, yeah, for instance, Team G, um, Electric Skateboards, they've got a new skateboard coming out soon. That gets delivered here um, very shortly. And there's a Kickstarter campaign starting in about a week and a half, I think, for their new board. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's little things like that, which m- makes me feel very proud that people come to to me and wanna, want me to help them. Um, that's really what it comes down to. It's not saying, can you do a review? It's like, can you help us, you know, increase our brand or whatever it might be yeah they're so, using
0: uh, you as a resource
1: yeah exactly and i'm happy to do it because i love i love this stuff um i love spending my time on it i think the wife doesn't like it because it it does take away <laughs> from spending time with her but you know yeah better than me being out going on crazy benders or being drug-fueled or uh you know you, not being at home yeah, i'm but, in a garage and having, having a time definitely a perk yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's better than the alternative i guess yeah, um, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that I, you know, I need to get up in the morning and look after kids, go to work. Yeah, exactly. Put <laughs> food on the table and more <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why yeah. we're all here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, kind of moving forward here to kind of some of your more like uh, recent stuff here. Talk about this new series at, at the base camp. How did that come about? Like, where did you get that idea from, and how
1: did it? Yeah. Come so, about? like I was saying at the start. I, you have to have a very thick skin um, when doing YouTube, and anybody that's on YouTube has to have it. Like you'll notice, like even the big guys on YouTube, um, sometimes make mistakes or uh, they get hurled abuse for wearing the wrong T-shirt. Or for instance, with me, I once I once wore um, big boots while I was skateboarding and got ridiculed for it. Um, Or you know, me, uh, you know, oh, could be anything anything and uh, you have to develop a thick skin and that's where sometimes if if people keep pushing you down and down and down you get to a point where you're like okay that's enough I have like it's the straw the last straw basically that broke and that's where like having two months off I was like do I really want to continue doing this do I really think it's worth putting in all the effort and stuff for just having a minority of people hurl abuse at you and tell you you're doing the wrong thing or you've said the wrong thing or and yeah like everyone makes mistakes and I might get the BMS wrong or I might get the um, I might get the wrong battery brand wrong on a skateboard or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, or the watt thing. hours might
0: be off or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you get these, uh, escape fanatics that, um, know everything about anything with a, with a board. Uh, and that's all I can see. All I can see is the things that you're doing wrong, not the things that you're doing right. And I, I was like, okay, like I, I I'm not going to stop doing what I love. I love the editing process. I love learning how to do things differently in the animation that I put into the latest stuff. And I'm like, all right, I've got, I've got to develop a thick skin. Um, I need to get a bit more regimented with it. And all these words, I'm starting to say, geez, I sound more like someone from the military. And I'm like, click, that sounds good. Why don't I wear camo pants? Why don't I wear like this really cool vest that I can put my T-tool in and my Allen keys and my batteries, yeah. my torches. And, and that's what that vest is. Like one video coming up, I go into every pocket and show why I've got um, that vest on. It's not just because it looks quite, you know, crazy and funky and all that kind of stuff. It's actually serves right. a purpose. It also stores my wireless um road mic in there too. Um, so oh, yeah. for instance, if I want to start recording, I just put the jacket on, zip it up, and I can start recording. I don't have to worry about where the microphones are or anything like that. Plus, it's got my GoPro batteries, it's got my Canon d batteries, it's got T-Tool, like I said, it's got everything I need that if I go on a group ride, if someone needs, for instance, um, to be inflated it's got like a little pocket um pump in there too and so it's it's useful it's heavy but it, it works yeah, um, it's not
0: just fashionable it's also functional. No, yeah.
1: <laughs> and for the other part of it too while i'm while i'm like reflecting and trying to figure it out i started to watch um sas um there's sas uk i don't know if there is in in the us but there's sas australia as well it's like the special armed forces mm-hmm. or special yeah. services i think it's called um and just loved the military style tactics and and forcing yourself to go harder and pushing yourself to new limits. And I'm like, man, that's exactly what I want to do. It's about that take, taking that risk and, and pushing harder than you ever have. And I'm like, that's it. That's what I'm going to start um, doing. So I did all this research. I found the best places to buy you know, legitimate military stuff and um, Military First, which is based in the UK. I've got a bunch of stuff, new um, clothing and zippies and vests and all kinds of stuff and then i went out and got like an old cb radio um I yeah. and that's that's what bluey is as well um and i've got the radio connected to me and uh, like i'm having fun with it now it used to be a, more of a chore oh, i have to get that video out for that company or whatever it might be right and um now i'm like oh wow i could use bluey in this particular way and i could report back to him and you know should we give away the location and then he'll say you know for an, uh, uh, an urban location you know he'll be like access denied you know that kind of thing it's like yeah a- yeah 100. Yeah, it so gives
0: you a lot of creative freedom, which is which is cool.
1: Yeah. And, and the other side of it too is that I've noticed all the reviewers out there seem to be doing the same style. You know, it's yes. z- zooming on the GoPro on the wheels and uh, talking to the camera and unboxing and all that kind of stuff. I really wanted to mix it up by having that kind of military approach. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's where that came from
0: yeah i love it i i think it's so uh, it's so unique because like you said a lot of reviewers right now it's it's the the laid-back chill music in the background them kind of casually opening the board it's it's they're all the same it's casey Um, neistat it's casey neistat yeah he's
1: the godfather of unboxing and then you've got uh
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: i mean therapy and and those guys which do a great job but i'm like i even look at lewis and all he does now is um he gets out the latest articles and talks about them uh, and gives his feedback. Yeah. And it just seems like a waste. Like he had, he's really stopped putting the effort in and he just sits behind his desk, like a, like a morning program. I I, I think like that's where I'm just like, YouTube at the moment and it's the same old stuff. And you got, you know, the yeah. i and you, your Sam Sheffers, like Sam Sheffers doing really well. He's just started going to the live streaming and stuff. And I invited him to come yeah. down to Melbourne and, he got jealous and all that that we live here and but like it's just <laughs> just trying to be um just trying to be a little bit more unique and like step it up yeah and if people don't like it i know i've given it a good shot and i can just stop it like that's the good thing like right. I don't have to continue going down the path that i thought i'd like to do but at the moment i'm, I'm loving it and yeah like you said it's i can start being more creative with it and yeah. see what happens yeah
0: i think it's great i think it's it's got a little bit of that charm of like it's a little goofy it's a little like action-packed it's it's kind of like watching a good like james bond movie you know you you get a little bit of humor but you also get a little bit of action it's yeah yeah, there's something about it it's got it's got that charm that that only
1: i'll give you you some hints like you might have seen the g-wagon that was cruising along and i swapped out the music is that so in an upcoming one um the window actually will come down on the driver's side and I'll talk using a green screen. Um, I'll be talking about where we're going and some other things. And then there's, a, there's an army tank. There's a helicopter. There's a whole bunch of stuff that, um, yeah. that you'll see me. So it's, it's yeah. It's it really fun. It's, it's just fun. Man. Yeah, like every, like every video kind of evolves in different situations. And then you might have seen at the start, there's like a pan of where the base camp is, like a virtual base
0: yeah, camp. Yeah, some B-roll kind of, a, yeah, yeah, paintball yeah, club yeah. or something. It's yeah, enough,
1: like every one of those other um, uh, huts and sections that are within that is actually going to serve a purpose in the future.
0: Oh, so. Awesome. Okay.
1: So yeah, there's, there's lots of ideas and that's what really motivates me. And that's what took those months to, to come together. And the reason why, like I was meant to have a video out on Friday, the editing just takes so long. Um, so I used to do like two or three videos a week. Now I'm doing one every one and a half weeks, but making sure it's yeah. unique and something more engaging and fun to watch. Right. Over well.
2: Quality over quantity. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you, man, the, the potential that you can take with this, this new style I think you're going to be able to bring in a lot of cool references, um, probably some new tech as well, and I look forward to seeing what what you create from this new style. I'll tell you what, man, like with our full face helmets and the intercoms that that Joe and I use on our videos um, to communicate back
1: and forth. That would be cool. um, Imagine having a group that- where, uh, sorry, a group ride um where yeah you can communicate with others maybe they have gopros to film at the same time and you're like Shh, what do you think we're about to you mate and you're like yeah i'm up the front yeah how's it yep, up there? exactly
0: that's exactly what we do oh, cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah that would be perfect
2: cool. for that that type of boot camp style um and the other thing i was it when you said tank that reminded me so when we were in chernobyl we also uh drove a tank uh oh, the, the man of
1: <laughs> yeah so as soon as you said that i was like oh i know exactly where yeah. the series needs to go so I'll, I'll give you an idea with the army um tank too um so there are some haters that i i know of and i know them by name and with the army tank as we're going along going off to like an urban explorer or something right i'm like oh who's that on the ground and i'll mention their name and then we roll over them on the army tank
2: oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh that's great. I, mean, I mean
0: that's that's like that's what i love about the take risk reap rewards thing is it's kind of got that that second meaning of like it, it's it's kind of part of that persona right like you kind of got to jab at people a little bit just to see how they react yeah right? i mean if they're I jabbing me
1: you know and it's, full exactly, it's speech, exactly i think give you like a little twist and and they're and yeah. people who are in the know that are part of the community will go oh ouch and yeah. and it might sting a little bit to those people but they'll be like ah what i wrote to him actually obviously affected him and i'm not saying that yeah. it, it does affect you um and i used to say it doesn't doesn't sorry um but it does i think anytime you get abuse it's going to affect you in some way but i think if that's my coping mechanism is that i can just virtually roll over them in a tank or chop them up in a helicopter or <laughs> whatever it is <laughs> I, what it is right Yeah. <laughs> then uh, it doesn't hurt right. anybody but it sends like a like a um visual kind of response you know it's yeah. it's it's meant to be a yeah. bit of a joke at the same time, so um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Love you got to
0: take it with a grain of salt. And and if people take it seriously, it's like, all right, well, clearly it's point. a video. Like, I mean, come on, like, uh, you're missing the point. That's yeah, it. you're missing the point if if they take it too seriously. Yeah, totally. What is uh? So obviously you you do a ton of reviews. Uh, you have fifty plus boards. Um, you do a little bit of exploring. You do a little bit of all this other stuff. Are there any like dream collaborations or dream? Companies that you wish you could work with, or other creators, uh, what, what's kind of on your your palette of of people that you want to work with?
1: It's funny, like right now I could contact anyone that I ever wanted to work with, except one I can think of right now, and I can have a conversation with them. Like I love that I could call up Anesto from Kelly, I could yeah. have a chat with Ted, and we could both share a bit of um, Honey Jack Daniels together. On the other side of the world, you know, just a video chat. And we right. do it. Um, you know, he's got a new missus, and we talk about, you know, how she's a, a stress reliever—not in that way, but you know, she. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and that's that's massive. Like, and that's re- like. I'd love that. You know, I love the fact that that could happen or I could call up Maddie from Evolve right now. We could just talk shit. Like he, you'll see him in an upcoming Urban Explore. He, he does that stuff himself. The marketing guy from uh, Evolve, he's he, he yeah. cool too. And funnily, we had that kind of connection when we met and then we went exploring back in November last year. Um, so that, that's, a, that's a huge video as well. But um, the only person that, I, like when I went to New York, one guy I wanted to catch up with that I didn't was Sam, Sam Sheffer and i just think he and i have got so much in common like it's the tech stuff and it's the skateboards and um it's the age and all that stuff and he seems pretty relatable um i like that he's a bit cocky here and there and um oh absolutely and i i I just thought man it'd be so good just to have a chin wag with him and um and maybe do a collaboration or something but I, i think yeah like all the people when i first started this that i wanted to collaborate with i've been able to and that's why i think i'm not really pushing hard at the moment i've i've um i've done what i've wanted to do and now it's the next chapter which is taking this youtube channel on a different path and see who wants to be a part of it and even like lazy rolling want me to wear their jackets because they've got you know they're considered armored jackets so it makes a lot of sense um right i think you know in the future it's more what Kind of brands outside of the Eastgate scene, what I like to work with, you know, places. I don't know if you've got culture kings in the US. Um, that's like oh, a really, really cool alternative yeah. clothing brand. And you know, trying to it's funny, I'll give you a I'll give you a story. Um, when I started doing the urban exploring, about a year and a half later, um Ansel, they they they're a brand here in Australia, I don't know if they're overseas, but they make condoms, right? And they also make um, gloves and uh, sanitizer and a whole bunch of different stuff. And what right. they wanted me to do is every time that I'd finish um, exploring an urban video, uh, sorry, exploring an urban location, they wanted me to wipe my hands in sanitizer and say, Yep, I finished my exploring. I'm safe now thanks to Ancel. And I'm like, No way. Yeah. That's like a big sellout. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, they oh sent God. me like jars and jars and jars of this liquid. like, And I have no idea what I'm meant to do with it. And it sits it, it, on my live streams. You might have seen it in the backdrop. It's just sitting there. It's like a huge canister of gel, basically. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but, yeah, sometimes wow. like, you, you get weird people knocking on your door, uh, people who make rings, you know, like um, jewelry or uh, yeah. a whole bunch of weird stuff. But, you, yeah, I just don't say that to anyone. But, yeah, in terms of collaboration, um, no, 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 no one really comes to mind, to be honest. It was just Sam that I really wanted to – chat with like in the early days it would have been you know casey but he's he's a bit different now and not doing the same stuff yeah yeah not not well hey sam
0: if you're out there sam sheffer yeah you know if you're listening come find jay boston yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it's good mate Uh, Uh, um
1: yeah i think he's the only one really that i can think of off the the top of my head um the boosted guys would have been great to do a tour of their factory and all that and I, i wanted to go and check out how shenzhen makes boards like go to some of the factories have a look at that process document that i think that would be super interesting um oh i got i got you i still have my tourist yeah. visa to china i'll t- i'll take you let's do it we'll all go together and I, and go uh, and uh how these how these places make boards i yeah so I i've got it.
2: yeah kieran and i still talk here and there and uh i actually met kieran in shenzhen no way yeah. oh, almost four years almost that was like yeah. back in the day like that was like three years ago now. still getting started man yeah yeah I, I couldn't believe it when he said it uh and this was why i i still like give shout outs to meepo every so often because i got to see the behind the scenes and see you know who who kieran was without all the marketing and uh yeah i i straight up was like hey i'm gonna be in shenzhen for spring break and i sent him an email and i was like hey like do you mind if i like swing by and say hi and like uh and and, and I don't really know how I pitched it, but he was just like, yeah, here's our factory address. Like you're welcome. Anytime. And I couldn't believe it worked. And, uh, mm-hmm. sure enough, like they gave me the whole factory tour, like showed the whole process and he kind of talked about what he wanted to do with the company going forward. And then he let me borrow a Meepo board for the whole week to ride through China, which was again, I, right? Yeah. that. So I will 100%, uh, I speak some Mandarin. I would need to brush up, but I can get around.
1: Oh, no, um, so, true. yeah. Ni hao, ni hao, all that kind of crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> all you need, right? But, yeah. The um, only Chinese I used to use when I was younger was uh, da hen which was, I I think you're beautiful. Think, I think you're beautiful, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you <laughs> that's go. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Okay, before. okay, Worship okay.
2: Uh, oh, I like, <laughs> I like Yo-Yo Ma. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand you. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know more than the average person. Sure? I like to watch TV. I'll oh, for sure. Back. Who doesn't? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Some Rosetta Stone. I feel it now. Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, like I said, my door is open for travel, uh, when it comes to Eastgate. So yeah. I will, uh, I-, I will definitely leave my door open for that opportunity, you know, post COVID someday
1: yeah oh let's, let's uh, we'll make it has are open and um you know the the flights are moving and a bit cheaper let's uh let's do it we'll get together all right Ooh. i think we can make something work
0: hell yeah all right so something that we do to tie off every podcast is we ask our guest what their dream board is it can be fictional it can be a board that's out there that you really really want um but for you, Jay Boston, what is the the board that you would want to take all the risks
1: on and reap every reward with? Oh, good question. I, I, hands down, and I, I've said it in most um, podcasts or interviews that I've had is uh, the Tramper with Spurgies, it's just unrelenting. It's great speed, great maneuverability. It's unique. Um, I love the deck, the bounce. Um, the power is just, I've never hit top speed on it. I love the fact that uh, I know I can't get there I probably never will the limit is limitless um for me personally yeah um I just the bindings are scary but at the same time it's thrilling like I always get nervous riding along uh, like a bank or a, or a river because if you go in there with bindings on uh you you're dead if it's above your head uh so there is a there is an element of risk there and and all that but just the the noise that it produces and the feeling that you get when you're on it it's it's some like at the start i was terrified um when i was with the in the uk first i got in um the uk at like six in the morning by nine o'clock i'm out in the wilderness with all the tr- experienced tramper riders trying to keep up never been on a or never had my feeding bindings none of that stuff and god you know it was just awesome and um you know ted i don't know why but on the last day he decided that he would send me the board and i wouldn't be without with batteries i'd organize that myself but he was just such a gentleman and put it together and i've i haven't stopped riding it i've even got it here at the office today it's um i love riding around the city and uh all the mountains or no matter where you have to go you can have that board in your, the back of your car and just go wherever you that's want That's good go. know. It can, yeah it can handle mud it can handle mush it can handle roads it can handle beach, it can do everything um so that's why i think for me it's it's amazing um you know you get like the the lacroix balls for instance and they're pretty and they have a similar kind of uh ride feel i guess um some mm-hmm. people hate that, I yeah. that but um i think with the trampa it has that kind of look that you don't care if it's going to get muddy. Um, you can, I love right. the fact as well with the tramp you can get a high pressure hose out, um, put a, like a shower cap on the battery box and clean it <laughs> Just spray it down. Yeah. Uh, and the, the tramper guys do it. I've seen it. You know, you go out for big rides and in the afternoon, they line up all the boards, put shower caps over the, um, all the battery boxes and they high pressure hose them. And they're perfect. It's like, they it never happened. And you can submerge those, those motors under the water and they'll run. It's, just really good. Yeah, because they're, yeah, you
0: know, they're gear drive, yeah.
1: Yeah, you just don't have to uh, worry about range. or You don't get that anxiety I have like yeah. enough battery to get that. You will. You'll have it. And um, I think that makes a lot of sense I'm sold. For, <laughs> for some of the riders. Yeah. yeah. It's truly waterproof.
2: Yeah. I think that's the official rule, if it can be operated underwater.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's funny. Like, you get these – at the moment here in Melbourne, the DIY scene is quite – popular and a lot of the DIY guys are starting to put together their own boards um and it's they they hate it's funny like the DIY guys um love what they do but hate what they do at the same time and a couple of them are starting to put together their own boards so that they don't have to do such unique boards all the time they can make a board that they love that they know people will love that they don't have to adjust or change for each user Right. And it's going to be expensive, but you're going to have a small target market that will adopt it and pay for it. And I know they've already got orders from some of the guys here as well. So it's it's I see that's what's happening at the moment. The trend is to go DIY because DIY isn't what it used to be. It used to be you know clunky and things may or may not work. Now they work. And it's, it's such a thrill to be on a DIY board here. And then you say like two years ago, the biggest, the trending thing was to have a battery pack that you could get on a plane. And that doesn't seem to be... Uh, the trend anymore people have moved away from that you know could you you know there's such a community now all around the world that like for me I could travel to to New York or LA or uh, London or wherever and there'll be someone there that would be willing to spot you with a board Um, yeah yeah so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the um, community and there's more and more scooters coming onto the scene and um, more powerful ones and yeah it's just exciting
0: yeah, I think you hit it right nail on the head. I mean, it's it's just going to continue to grow as battery technology improves, bore technology improves. It's just going to be more and more people coming and going, and uh, it's exciting because th- there's there's something for everybody out there. It's just whether or not those people realize it, and it's just a matter of time before everybody's going to be riding some sort of electric vehicle.
1: And it's amazing, like to think of the percentage of people in our communities that are so excited about the ride that they have inhibition to want to share their experiences online. It's phenomenal. You know, I don't think there's anything else out there where even it's on their personal account on Facebook or Instagram, whatever they're always featuring their board. It's what they love. It's become their hobby or it's become their, their life in some respects too. that. Um, it's such a good thrill, and it becomes part of their day, and it helps with their mental health or uh helps them get around or there's so many benefits to it and that's what i like I've been on local radio stations here in Melbourne and uh, part of um we're part of this push to get it all legalized at the moment. We're signing no. documents that say it you know we're we're fully endorsing this as a way in which you can get around can help with depression it can help uh you know create new groups and communities and it just makes sense so um yeah.
0: I mean it helps uh, the local economy too. I mean yeah. like you said you guys go to a shop, you charge, you buy product, you eat, you drink. It's 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 a way of of promoting your local economy, your community. It's it's all of those things wrapped up into one enjoyable piece of electronic technology and it's it's amazing.
1: Yeah, and the community benefits not just within this e-skate scene, but if you pop in and charge at a location like the bubble tea guys in New York or uh, for instance, so uh, last or the week before, we all hit up a pancake parlor. I don't know what they are called over there, but we had 50 or 60 boards charging at a local yeah. pancake place while we ate some pancakes. And they probably made a couple of grand in, in an hour while we charged our board. Yeah. Kept- oh, absolutely. Yeah. That wow,
2: sounds absolutely. delicious, by the way, pancake Yeah,
1: double-stack pancakes with a, some strawberries, a banana and maple syrup. Oh, yum. yeah.
0: There's a there's a place like that uh, uh, by me, TX. It's like a it's like a crepery, but it's oh, uh, so instead yeah. of pancakes they do crepes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've yeah. actually
2: been there before. Sorry, I'm just craving yeah. carbs right <laughs> yeah. now. My yeah, bad. I miss the group rides with with loads of carbs in between yeah. riding. Man, those are the days. I can't wait for yeah. them to come back.
1: And what's what's the deal over so, like there with COVID okay. at the moment? Can you do group rides and everything's okay?
2: Um,
0: so we we were pretty much able to do group rides uh weather permitting because right now we're in the peak of winter um but group rides have definitely been smaller than usual um we we went out to chicago and rode with the group there and that ride that ride was still pretty large but it definitely wasn't the largest ride that they've had mm-hmm. um and it's it's definitely different um it's hard, too, because a lot of restaurants, you can't charge inside anymore. Everything has to be done outdoors. Oh. Um, so you're not actually able to even go in and, like, plug your board in. So you have to hope that they have outdoor outlets. Um, so stuff like that has definitely affected us. Um, but luckily, um, vaccines are starting to get rolled out here. So hopefully within the uh, the next, you know, three, four, six months or whatever, uh, more and more people will get vaccinated so we can start getting those large group rides going again because that's that's really our bread and butter that's that's why we started this is because we wanted to give back to our group and give them resources and people to listen to and you know hopefully uh we can get back to that because it's it's definitely not the same when it's just you or just you and one other person it's it's a lot more enjoyable when you're with you know five six 20 30 people that are all
2: having a good time taking over restaurants you know respectfully of course um And man, those, man, I, uh, those are some of my favorite nights, just a big whole group. And of course you guys all know when I'm preaching to the choir here, but you know, everybody rolls up, you got racks of boards on the wall, right? hope, you know, you don't blow the power and uh, just (laughs) plates of food. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Ooh, some of my favorite nights ride until
1: the, the, the wee hours. Nah, it's an amazing feeling. And then the streets are yours and, uh, it's, um, yeah, and it's I don't know. Like you get on a board, you look over at your your friends, and you they've got big smiles on their faces, and I don't mm-hmm. know, it's just
0: they're dancing or having fun. Yeah, uh, you're living up.
1: life, you know. You're not working, yep. you're not sleeping, you're not watching movies, you're not watching someone else doing something. You're you you're in it yourself, and you're having fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. we're taking risks and reaping rewards. <laughs> <laughs> to sum it up, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um,
0: yeah. So again, Jay. Absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Good, um, really mate. I've had a great time. It's yeah. It's an absolute pleasure. And as I said, it, it's it's really great to to get people like yourself on and listen to what they have to say and their experiences. And uh it's always cool to hear about things that are happening in a completely other hemisphere than us. Um, because you guys experience things uh kind of the opposite, but also the same as us, um, as far as time goes. So it's, it's great to, to hear about how things are progressing where you are and, and hear about different companies that are on your side of the globe. Um, cause Transite, like that's, that's one company that hasn't really made its way to the U S yet. I'm sure that they're starting to, but, uh, hearing those insights and things like that from you, it's, it's great to to get an outsider's perspective, uh, of what, what could be coming and, and what's going on. That's, that's going well there. So um it's been an absolute pleasure. Um before we sign off, is there any future projects or anything that you want to share or anybody that you want to shout out before we uh sign off?
1: I think yeah, just um yeah, stay tuned. There's a lot of stuff happening within the um the channel. It's taking a bit longer than I thought and there's a couple of brands out there that are waiting on uh the reviews to come out. Be patient, it'll be worth it. Um and uh yeah, look, love working within the community, love all the brands that uh you know, I communicate with almost on a daily basis and all of us are just wanting to um, make the community stronger, get these things legalized and legislated around the world. Um, and uh, that's really what it comes down to is just having, having something, an outlet where you can, like it could be 15 minutes, you're on a 15 minute ride, you feel so much better. You've got the wind on your face, you've got a remote with unrelenting power on your feet. It just feels incredible. Um, and yeah, sometimes, you know, rather than going to like a, a one hour mental health conversation with a therapist, you don't, you might not need that. Um, go out for a ride, do something different and, uh, and see if that helps you. And the amount of the comments, like private messages I get saying, Jay, I saw your channel. I was looking for something else, but you popped up and, um, I thought I'd give skateboarding a go and wow, it's changed my life. Like it's, it's not because I um it's not because i made the board or whatever it was i gave them an alternative to maybe live their lives a different way and and i love that i love that it's helped them or it's changed things or it's made their commute easier or they've um got a whole new friendship group um it's that's what it's about um it's not about making money for me i don't think it's about making like for most of the reviewers out there it's not about making money it's they've got the same kind of outlook and ambition and sharing reasoning um for what they do um and uh yeah the less negative people out there i think the better it's going to be because ultimately we're we just want to ride and we want to share our experiences and uh give feedback and help other people make decisions on which uh boards uh, one wheels or scooters or uh, electric bikes whatever it is is going to suit people the most and um yeah yeah, that's why we're here. And I think that's why you guys are here as well. You just love the ride and you want to share it in whichever way you think is, uh, is best for you or what's best for the, your local community. And let's keep doing what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Love it. Absolutely. I love I'm on it. On board. On board. All right. As always, as always, <laughs> um, as always, this is electric Skatecast. I am your host, Jay grand GR. You can follow me at Jay grand GR on Instagram, uh, and with me as always is terminal X you can follow him on Instagram at official terminal X. He's also on YouTube at official terminal X. You know and it. again, special thanks to uh, Jay Boston for, for joining us tonight. Uh, you can follow Jay on Instagram. He is at the Jay Boston. Um, and he's also on YouTube, uh, just straight up Jay Boston. So go out, check out his content. Um, and again, Jay, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, no, thank you, well sir. I've
1: had a great time. We've gone way over time, but I've loved it. Yeah, it is
2: what it is. Yeah. <laughs>